0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening to my fellow chingus. Welcome to episode 26 of Chimak Hangout, where we discover and discuss on fresh K-pop goodness from music to news and sometimes the culture of Korea. This show is recorded on the 12th of November 2020. You're with me Zaito and yes, I'm very sorry guys regarding the last week's podcast which was cancelled But no worry, we are going to have a long marathon of six sizzling musics which we will get to in a while more. And a heads up for you guys. This is basically a marathon of sizzling musics. Any updates we will go through along the way. So I'm not going to give any update regarding the news because this is a recording which is pretty much last minute since I want to release this on time. So with that, before we move on, do check out Chimek Hangout on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and possible your other favorite podcast platform as well. So for Sizzling Music for this week as well as much with last week, we have Monster X, Love Killer, followed by Mamamoo, Aya, and thirdly is CL, Hua. And next, Secret Number, Got That Boom, followed by Girlfriends or G-Friends. Mago and lastly tiamin's idea we have six songs for this week and just a heads up for you guys some of this song is actually recorded last week which is before the issue of my desktop when did not to forget we have recommended variety as the last section for this podcast before we end it later So, without further ado, let's move on to our sizzling music with our first group, Monster X which debuted on 2015 under Starship Entertainment have a total of 1 music show win for their previous song Fantasia as well as won several awards like Artist of the Year and Bong Awards to name a few for the year 2019 and 2020 Well, talking about Monster X They have written with their fourth Korean full album, Fatal Love and the album feels like it is leaning closely in some of their English song to be honest. Their English language work is so close to this song. If you listen to a few of their previous work, it is quite similar. Whether this is a positive thing or not, it depends on your taste to be honest. But the best I can say about Love Killer is that it doesn't sound exactly like what I expect from other titles. From their other titles, this is something like on the borderline with their English works. Alright, so I can definitely get behind the song electronic bass that powers the whole song. It sounds so good, so awesome, which matches very well with the lyrics theme of expressing the emotion of someone. Chasing a fatal love. If we need to rhyme the fatal love, we will say with the envy where all of them actually are. Maybe describing and impersonate a criminal. If that's what I get from it, like Joker to name one of it that I actually easily seen. And to move on, it has a sleek, slightly threatening appeal that draw out a more newsome performance from the group however the track is lack of some strong hook since this song is talking about fatal love a very strong words to actually say but that kind of hook is not there but i do say the chorus itself feels like it's charismatic the chorus itself it feels like it is a charismatic series of one-liner rather than a exciting refrain if I need to describe in better words I'm saying that it is something like a line to line words of very very strong and nice word to listen to instead of something that actually give you the boost of excitement that arrives along the way of the song so it's something like a full stop in between the songs and between the sections like chorus and the bridge which is really really kind of... If I need to say, I don't think a song like this need to have a a huge pop chorus, but it does require an engaging centerpiece, which I can see that there is a portion of it, but not that much. What we get for this is fine, but as overall, it's pretty unremarkable as that I can say it is not among their best. The song itself is just eh so so i can say and to add in more to this as a overall the mvf too many cheesy posturing moments too many cheesy posturing moments that uh if i need to put in more words there should be more creative ways than just puffing up your chest and programming i am slid i'm killed i the little fatal love is killing me it's just it's a little bit too cheesy and at that point that i feel like it doesn't do any justice for the mv yet the whole thing is tied up to a super serious badass team rather than trying to capitalize on what the song really is that's a really downfall for this song actually i love the song However, the envy just make things worse, even though I criticize it a lot, I see that there is a lot of point of improvement that's available in the song for this, because this is actually a work that is going along with English language work of theirs, something along of the borderlines, but I do not see the charm that they have among their best work, this is not one of it, I can say that much so if i need to give a rating i'll give it 7 out of 10 and oh yeah i forgot to let you guys know there is a little bit of changes on how i actually rate on this usually it's based on the lyrics the songs as well as the mv and between these three i will take in consideration of points from each of it will have at least a point up to five is how i actually describe it and overall if the ending is a total of 10 which i won't go deep into how i actually calculate that but all songs that i actually recommended or maybe features in this podcast are actually the lowest will be six six out of ten is where i actually put these songs out to recommend to you guys to listen to all right so following to our next group which is mamamoo debut on 2014 under RBW, have a total of 7 music show wins for their previous song, Hip. And not to forget, they have won Bong Award and Artist of the Year to name a few awards that were won on 2019 and 2020. Alright, talking about Mamamoo, this is one of the exciting songs that I've been looking forward to. And I mentioned this last podcast with the pre-release song, Dinga, if you haven't checked out what i think of that song do listen to our previous podcast to see what it is all about for this song to be honest with the new comeback song as i mentioned which i have high hope for it is pretty much now screaming out like how our south east asian slang which is normally in malaysia and singapore the slang word of their title song ayah how we say it we say it. Aya, what the hell lah. And I don't really mean it in a good way because "aya" is a word that can actually symbolize or have multiple meanings to it. While for this, it isn't really good at all. Why I say that? The song seems to just be rubbing on their past glories. Since debut, Mamamoo sounds has changed a lot. Changed drastically a lot. Looking back, I think that their turning point is about 2018 during the song Starry Night, which went to become one of their biggest hits actually for them. From that point, most of their title songs have rejected the big vocal moments that actually what brings them about as a group in the beginning. This is, well, I can actually say, categorizing their first few years. As of now, it is more on following the trend and making the song much more fun to listen to. In many ways, I can say that Aya feels like a sequel to Hwasa's solo song, Maria. I feel like I use the word sing talk often nowadays and Well, Aya is a great example of what that approach sounds like. This is a freaking song that is pretty much a sing-talk and we're not talking about rap. Rap sing-talk is good enough for me to listen to, but for a song, a vocalist, team, group to actually have a sing-talk, there is something wrong there. Yes, Mamamoo wanted to release two songs. They said that it is just wasted. Two songs. Dinga, good enough. But Ayah, really? Ayayay, what the hell is this? Uh, If I need to add in more so much that the track composed of random vocalization as well as occasional refrain on it, it's not enough to maintain the interest and force the girls into a very affected performance you know this kind of singing is kind of like retarded a little bit ah if i need to add in more crispy harmonious and powerful vocal of their best work are replaced with a kind of merely mouse singing that sounds as if they are soloing all their words almost as if a Rollercoaster ride had gone wrong, you know. This song itself can be so good, but it's going so bad at the same time. I feel kind of bad for this, you know. I'm looking forward to this song so much. I have already skipped a week, and I still think it like this. This is a freaking thing happening. And to add in more to that, the music is so good, but... The singing itself doesn't give a chorus to it. It means Aya does not have a chorus in it either. In its place, it is an underwhelming instrumental drop which feels... How should I say? It feels like it is from too many other songs. It lands with a tap. Pretty much just a plain tongue. That's all. I can't take much to this. The track will be better off harnessing some of that energy from its perceiving final like i can say which is jarring and messy but at least it has a pulse so instead i just remain underwhelming all the way through i do see i do see this although this song i'm criticizing like hell i know a lot of fans are loving the songs for me it is really really underwhelming and why i do say it is really underwhelming is because the rating i'm giving it 6.5 out of 10. the reason why there's a 0.5 extra to it because i do say the envy is the star between the song the lyrics and the envy itself as it gives the song the missing color that it needs and in an unexpected way and match very well with the lyrics which compare love that change into a cavity that need to be removed but without it i can say that dinga will be a better choice as a title comeback song instead of aya so aya is pretty much a plain performance song that need to be performed live in order to feel the energy of it, without it, just listening to it, it is an underwhelming song all the way to the end. So a rating of six point five for this song, and this is one of the songs that almost get into the borderline or just drop off. I almost wanted to not feature this song, but I think that since we are talking about Mama Moon, why not putting it in as a chance? So Mama Moon six point five very disappointing i can say i wanted this song to be so good the teasers were so nice the music from the teasers was so good but the singing the lyrics was the downfall for this song actually and i will just be very very honest and hits on the reality here if this song does win show If it doesn't win don't do this because I'll say I'm not surprised this song is just pretty much on that level for me at the moment all right so moving on to our last person a solo before we move on to part 2 after short break later which is CL Debut on 2019 under YG Entertainment as the girl group 21 And this is followed by a debut on 2015 Officially as a solo with her single Hello Beaches. And as of last year, she is a free agent artist after leaving YG With an announcement of a project What project we are talking about is pretty much this nothing more to say as most of us already know her name from 21 or as someone who is from the founding years of k-pop internationally that is so let's see what it is all about with her new album on the horizon I can say it's time to actually celebrate her unique voice and artistic once more why so i can say that it's pretty much the track is talking about her impact as an artist and this is one of the songs that will be another one releasing soon which we will talk about it in the future i do like to say first the MV was kept in a very simple way. I do like to say I found the song so much fun to listen to during my first time listening to it. Yet, it still shows who CL is in a much more fun and gaga style biographic story type of MV. It is kept simple but that is a charm to it. And to add it more, I don't know how far is going to set an impact to those who are listening but it's attitude infusing approaching highlights of many of the elements I appreciate most about CL so for me I am a person who actually followed SNSD as well as 21 in the old times especially during SNSD debut is when I actually follow quite a lot of kpop so Knowing CL for quite a long time as a fan, this is something I appreciate a lot because Girl Crush from CL is something really, really artistic. And to add in more opening with a Chen Hoop, the song quickly moved into a very, very nice, charismatic rap verse. It is not the most original verse I ever listened to, to be honest. But it is nice to listen to CL going back to her comfort zone. That comfort zone is just so nice. The same could be said about the chorus. I love how the bass heavy, the instrumental becomes during the segment. The refrain is instantly catchy. But I do say I wish the hook does not rely on the nursery rhyme of rose of sharon which is pretty much bad when even i as a non-korean speaker can recognize how closely the flow is to cliche it's kind of close i can say but still what is a good fun song to listen to the instrumental has a few tricks up its sleeve including a catchy loop to it that gave it a little bit of electronic bounce. That open chant returns for the song finale yet feels a little bit underused. I don't think Juan needs any like pop melody to actually be successful on this time because the song itself is good enough but I still feel there is something missing to it. As it stands, the track is quite repeating and its success will likely comes down to how strongly you like or dislike the chorus for me i find it fun to listen to but not on a daily basis as it may get annoying at times but if i need to put at a situation i do see during playing sports or maybe some activity having fun i do listen to this song so for you guys Leave it in the comments if you are watching from YouTube or listening from YouTube or you can actually leave us a comment on our social media to let us know. What do you think of CL's new song? Do you like it? Is it childish? Or maybe something else? Let us know. I'd like to see what you guys think about this. So as an overall CL's Hua have a rating of 7.5 out of 10. The song is nice just that it is not until the level i expect it to be very good it is fun to listen to but there is a little bit of downfall on the repetitiveness. so with that i will end part one here let's go to a short break and come back with part two with three more songs let's go Hello guys, like what you're listening to? Please do follow us on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram page Links on the description And let's move on to part 2 Welcome back to Chimac Hangout episode 26 part 2 Right now we are still in our sizzling music And we're gonna continue with our next 3 songs firstly we're gonna have secret number debuted on 2020 under vine entertainment with their debut song who's this which was listed as the top 10 artists for indonesia's region for 10 asian award wow i should give this to them we're going through a short profile discussion about them in the past And finally, we have a chance to actually discuss on their new song here, which is very good. Why I say this though? The reason is because although their debut is a little bit hyped up, Secret Number caught pretty much my attention with their strong vocal and a song that took advantage of that skill they have. Although their debut, and I do honestly say I haven't played host all that often since it was released in May. But I still have a soft spot for this kind of straightforward arrangement and hearty delivery kind of songs. When this kind of thing happened, from time to time, old school is still the best. It still sounds so good. Although, well, if I need to say more, old school is a taste of mine that I have. Without it, I won't say much to the others. To add on their new single, Got That Boom, basically embraced many of these strengths. So it opts for a more dynamic and structure with the lyrics theme of being excited and caught in the feeling, those emotions of hype, those emotions of feeling, those emotions of being young, having fun all the time and to add on to that love it how they turn on a light show, futuristic arcade set in the MV without overusing any edit or filter it was so nice so neat it I can say it is on the borderline of making me dizzy but it's still bearable it's still bearable to watch it nice and smooth It gives the enough feeling. Like they are playing around with secret numbers in an arcade. As well like an old school game of DDR. If you guys who do not know what is DDR Dance Dance Revolution. uh, Arrow button games where you dance along to the arrows. And you will basically just need to press it using your feet. Alright, so to any of you guys, it is something like an old school um just dance it is pretty much old school or old version of just dance where instead of moving to the movement it is moving based on arrow where you step on the buttons of the arrow using your feet so that's the pattern where they have for this it was so much fun to actually watch it and as mentioned earlier constant musical diversion of often dull momentum this song is the only thing i would say is guilty of this in places especially if you're hoping for it to become a style of song become the style of song with its bombastic chorus suggests. count me in to that crowd because i absolutely love the praise they have as well as the beat that underline the boom's hook it was so nice so neat I wish the melody was just as robust to it. But, what can I say? Beggar can't choose. Instead, they align the charm of the MV to the missing pieces and still give a fulfilling feeling for for me. For me itself, with the MV, it still feel the fun and fill in some of the missing pieces to the puzzle of the song. The rest of... song's move between the attitude infused girl crush which is i can say very very popular for this year and a very catchy if i should say a repetitive chant that somehow incorporates the lyrics tic-tac-toe you know which game is that without sounding completely ridiculous in the end There are too many divers in this song. I definitely stand out, but the time everything comes together for the finale, the track harnesses its full potential and transforms into something much more grand actually. It's a thrill to actually say this, but well, there are some points that is, I would say, underwhelming a little bit. But still give it to them, it was a good song. I do call this a definitely win for a rookie group. Without big agency backing, it managed to bring together so many 2020 girl group trend while sounding as good as they are. I'll be very interesting to see where they're going for their next comeback. This is just a good enough. Who's this was just the beginning this is pretty much like a real introduction to them so I'm very very looking forward to this and sounding how positive I am with this I'm giving it a rating of 8 out of 10 for this song with the MV with the lyrics with the song it's 8 out of 10 the only reason why this I took out a little bit is because in between I wish there are more impact they are more boom and dynamic to the song. But well, like I say, beggars can't choose. So, there we go. We have this song. Moving on to our next song, G-Friend or should I say Girlfriend debuted on 2015 under Source Music. Previous song, Apple have a total of 3 music show wins and during the year 2019, they win several awards like best female group and artist of the year to name a few all right their new song mago to put it in a simple term this is a disco genre track another one and what it's all about it is about becoming in charge of your own life another very very wisdom song here we go again and for this time it was written by friends Bang Si Hyo as well as the members Hua Eun Hua Yuju, and Um Ji, and several other songwriters Well, you can search Google on it Alright So like how the title was actually written with the word Margo which can be translated to magician, sorcerers, or I think these two are the most compatible meaning to this song magician or sorcerer to become the person who is in charge of your own life. Because, why I say so, magician and sorcerers are someone that are magical, who can take control of who they are. Like fairy tales, I can say, that casts its side narrow away of wisdom. And this goes on with the tone of this song as well. It aims to be a little more than just a dance floor filler, a mild, sophisticated dance floor filler, those kind of mild song instead is trying to be a full focus that allows the song or the track to shine. The chunky beat gets going right from the start and it doesn't let down. It glides through so smoothly and in the and the electronic those BAM electronics aren't something that we haven't heard like million of times in pop songs to be honest especially in K-pop but Mago doesn't seek those impression or should I say those impression through the daring instrumental twists or turns instead it just focus on a good chorus in the song which I love so much in this song. Lyrics have been a long time not being put as the main focus. Lyrics and the chorus being the main focus, good enough for me. And I should say, like many of the k-pop recent retro offerings we have, like twice and many many more. I not need to mention you can listen to a few of our previous episodes podcasts. we have a few songs from there. Mago has a very good and great chorus. I'll just say it once more. It's a two-parter kicking off with a refrain that feels like a big centerpiece without going overboard. It means a very nice climax with a nice touch. This is followed by an even catchier hook that fulfilled embraced the disco learnings of the song. When I say disco learning, I mean it very, very real. It's pretty much showing you what retro is. So to sum it up a little bit, Mago is well aware of his roots is trying to draw from. Even as he's twist the charms into a format more compatible to K-pop, it feels like GFriend has hit a J-pop. G friend or shall say girlfriend had hit a jackpot upon joining big hit labels. To be honest, and to put those aside, and I just add in a little bit of lyrics here. I become the light and the darkness. It can't be both lies and turn. If you just want whatever you want, joy and sorrow, everything will be me really represent the girls as they slowly take control of the music they are trying to make. Love these lyrics, like how I say so, so much and how I always say at the end of the podcast, be excited and challenge yourself as everyone's timing is different when it comes to dreams. During the journey with those motto that I always say at the end of the podcast, these lyrics is what you will need to go through. As simple as that, Margo is a song that's very compatible to my motto for the podcast. If we need to move on or add a little bit more to this song, I'll just give you guys a bit of opinion on the MV. MV give a very nice retro glitter feels with a mild disco feel. Well, I should say a mild disco vibe. While the dance, Oh my god, the dance. I do not need to mention the dance. All you fans, all you buddies out there, you can scream all you want because it's a very, very nice performance. Everything fits so well with the song and the MV is being just a playground that's needed to complete the song by fully embracing, as I said, the retro vibe. Since the song is focused on the chorus, and the MV is on the performance however I can only say that the glitter and the lighting is a bit too overwhelming at time to time for the eyes due to the editing if they only tune it out a little bit more it will be nice and due to that I'll give the rating 9 out of 10 for this song if only they tone it down it hurts the eye seriously if you haven't watched the mv do watch it some of the glitter is just too much actually and lastly we have our solo came in debut on 2008 in the boy group shiny under sm entertainment went solo on 2014 under the same company sadly to say he did not want any music show for his previous song criminal which i did say it was really really dark if you're curious on what i say about this song being so dark you can check out episode 19 where i actually discuss on why the song is so dark check out episode 19 of the podcast to see what i have to say about the song to put it on us for this song this time love it so much there is a stark contrast between the lighter verse Part of the song and the heavier as well as the darker chorus part so it's separated into a few parts within the song the lyrics i can say it is much more meaningful as draw from a if i'm not mistaken is called Pultonic idealism, where only ideas encapsulate the true and essential nature of things in a way physical forms are nothing it is meaningless when it comes to physical body instead it is the ideal thinking that is the truth so if i need to give you guys an example that'd be much easier to understand we will take maybe trees some trees look so beautiful some trees look so horrible maybe in fairy tales you see those horrible dark evil tree like kraken something like that so those trees are called ugly some people may not call it a tree they may call it a branch while using under this idealism it is called a tree without thinking much and the describe of the process of escaping from one past self to find one true self within this song is using these kind of ideas that's where the title of the song is coming from all right to be honest compared to their previous song criminal may be a little bit of a disappointment to some or to be honest compared to the previous song idea may be a little bit of disappointment to some of you guys but i feel like this song show his versatile as a performer with the opening of a steady beat underlined with the kind of seesawing future bass sing which brings the goodness of the envy that shines so well with the theme of the lyrics of slowly finding your past self and pushing it away, releasing yourself and finding the true self of your own. To add that in, the lyrics and the tune of Killing Me Softly, which is a little bit auto-tune, which may be annoying to some, but to me, it is the nicest part of the song. I can say some of the points that it will be in your head whenever you listen to this song or basically suddenly okay killing me softly Ooh, i love that so much however not usual the however the bass is a little bit too much all right i'll be honest the bass is just pretty much overwhelming it feels like it's too extra it's tense, the high-level energy, yet it breaks the chance to actually develop a sense of momentum. Kemin's vocal was actually shattered into this messy mix due to the bass. And the whole nature of the track was pretty much just messed up like a worse. While criminal, although it's dark, it builds to a stunning intensity single idea just a splash out of well it's just a splash of trash at this moment due to the bass but i can say it, it is still bearable if you're listening through speaker or you're on the drive you're listening on your radio on your speaker it is still a good song to listen to that's the point i like to point out just that the bass if you want you know how to do some editing to the song i think you can tune down the bass then you can find the song much more better to listen to so as an overall rating for this song i'll say it is 7 out of 10. the MV actually is the only thing that actually saved this whole song if not because of the bass i will give this higher but this song is included it's because i love the MV a lot to be honest Alright, with that, we have already listed out six songs due to my absence last week, where my PC just broke down. So, before we move on to our other segments for this podcast, let's listen to Mago. <laughs> we are back so yeah so overall if we need to separate the ratings for everything that we have already discussed for today we have gfriend followed by secret number next we have cl followed by thiemins then we have monster x and lastly we have mamamo so Tian and Monster X are having a draw for this week both are getting 7 points from the rating out of 10 alright so with that let's move on to a little bit of news that we have for this week so to keep things a little bit on the lighter side and having fun since we are having award shows we are having some concerts coming soon let's see what we have so the first news that i have for this week is actually big hits labels artists are going to have a concert a family concert wow <laughs> however you guys who are fans or maybe just a general k-pop fans may realize music call under the new beats app for the pre-votes well you can say that most of the artists that should be in there are missing who are under big hits entertainment as well as the other subsidiary agencies so to give you guys a little bit of pictures the offline and online concert from big hit labels will be done at the same day as NBC's Gayo Dijon the music festival the ending music festival of NBC, which is featuring a lot of k-pop acts well they are doing it on the same day with that well you can say a counter act a sabotage from mbc but to remove them from the app from music core itself i do not know why they are doing this but on the brighter side we are having a concert to watch Right, which is good enough to do. I don't want to think about anything about this musical NBC. Just do your thing. Fans will just hunt you down pretty soon. That's all. Moving on to the next award show that I'm looking forward to for this year, which is Mama 2020. And as of now, the good news is some of the groups that i will listen to that i want to watch that i'm hoping they will get awards are in here already first of all we have bts for sure secondly we have 17 third we have nct fourth we have twice and lastly we have aizewon these are the five groups that have confirmed to make appearance the list are still on hold still in discussion everything will be coming out soon within this month as you guys know 6th of december is when mama 2020 will be at so look forward to more news coming soon on this podcast as well so we'll end it here this is just a bit of light news for you guys moving to the last part recommended variety for recommended variety I wanted to give you guys something a little bit old school that you can have fun with. And this time, i got to recommend a variety show that I can pretty much say my virgin variety show of Korea, which is Invincible Youth. Invincible Youth is one of the variety shows that I watched for the first time on YouTube. YouTube was one of the, well, the place where you get to watch this kind of stuff in the past in the old past you need to search for illegal sites to watch it which was very very bad while invisible youth under kbs or should i say kbs world was good enough to release episode by episode for us to watch to give you guys a general this was air on kbs 2 so they have kbs one and two one is more on news dramas and two is more on entertainment as well as drama as well i'm very confused on how they separate it so anyway this ready show was released 2009 to 2010 where there are two seasons but what i recommend the most was actually season one season one was the best show ever it is a little bit boring at some times but to give you guys a general view on what the show is about is pretty much taking koreans entertainer idols comedians all singers actors merging them and work and learn on how to actually do farming and this is done in locally in korea in a small village if i remember correctly it is in gangwong's area in south korea if i remember correctly So they are involved in a lot of farming, agriculture work as well as interacting with the aging rural community at there. And to be honest, you guys, that place has already grown in population into something like a town due to this. And who we have in here? So pretty much, we have a lot of girl groups in here that we call G7 Girls. And these G7 girls initially started with Nausha, Brown Eye Girls, Sunhua from Secret, Hyona from 4 Minute, Hyomin from Tiara, Sunny and Yuri from Girls Generation, and lastly we have Hara from Kara. Talking <sighs> okay, about Hara that's... Anyway, this is one of the few times that you will have a lot of joy watching. But in the mid of the show, should I say, in the mid of the show, we have a few of the girls that leave due to scheduled reason. So three of the girls that left was actually Sunny, Yuri, and Hyuna, and they were replaced by Kim Sori, a solo artist, followed by Victoria from FX, and lastly, Joyeon from After School. The show itself was a comedy because we have Kim Shiyeon, who is carrying out much more thinner i should say in the past she was a very very chubby comedian she was so funny that a lot and a lot of people was actually laughing as she made a lot of jokes in the show to make the fun of the show together with all those farming to not get it very very bad along the show it was very very nice to watch you will have a lot of fun to watch and to be honest there wasn't much Guests on the show with this volume of team or volume of cast in there, it was a good enough show to watch for season one. However, for season two, take a risk to watch if you want to. I won't explain much on that because it's a different team. What I recommend is season one of Invincible Youth. If you do have a chance, watch it. The cast is very, very nice to watch. With that, we shall end today's podcast here. With our next episode, we will bring CL's other song in to discuss. That song had already been released, pretty much. So next week, I will have a little bit of deep discussion on that because it was a very meaningful song for CL as well. So like usual, like the video, subscribe to the channel if you're watching from YouTube. Follow us on any of our podcast platform. And lastly, be as high and challenge yourself as everyone's timing is different when it comes to dreams and don't forget the lyrics just now remember that the most with that, annyeong guys and see you guys on the next podcast